When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy holidays, and welcome to the first mini-episode of Essence of Azeroth to tide you over until our return in 2021. We're going to use this time to look at some of the more forgotten parts of Warcraft lore, things removed from the game, or quests that you might have missed due to them no longer being on content. All of those things perfectly describe the long-gone Vanilla WoW class quest lines from the early days of the game. Meant originally as these big, epic quests meant to take players over both continents and around the world for epic rewards, they were usually so cumbersome that players mostly opted to ignore them in lieu of doing some of the more exciting stuff like raiding or, I don't know, getting a root canal done at the dentist with no anesthesia. And what I'm saying is it's, they're not great. I'm not saying that these quests are bad. In fact, I respect their dedication to making each class feel special. It's something Blizzard did better later on in Legion via the class order hall campaigns, but this was kind of the prototype for it. That said, I don't hesitate for a second to pull out my actual, not transmogrified, benediction, anathema staff and wield that thing around Orgrimmar like a prized trophy. So join me as Essence of Azeroth looks at some of those quests. The Warlock's Dreadsteed Mount, the aforementioned priest staff quest chain, and the warrior's trip to the islands for the whirlwind axe and berserker stance. Today, though, we're specifically looking at the warlock and how to obtain your very own demon horsey. Welcome to Essence of Azeroth. days of World of Warcraft were all about slow progression and thematic storytelling to justify the existence of spells and items. Rarely did the game ever just give you something and not provide some kind of in-world explanation. And that's how players would end up on continent-wide treks at various level markers in order to just unlock what are now basic abilities that they give you for free. Ask any shaman who played during that period how they felt about walking halfway around Kalimdor for hours at a time just to unlock the Water Totem. But one of the more rare yet well-known quests involves the Warlock's journey to unlock the Felsteed and Dreadsteed mounts. Now, back in my day, getting your mount was a big deal, and not just something you immediately threw some gold at, I'm looking at all you new players. 
Not only was the price of riding your horse through the old town road a big enough gold sink that players rarely, if ever, had the gold needed right at hitting 40 and 60 to afford the thing, but you often had to go searching for the right vendors to learn riding and buy them out, sometimes not even the same place. Once again, I'm looking at you, Stormwind and Elwyn Forest. So imagine the gleam and wonder in the eye of every warlock upon learning she can not only get the mount for far less than the retail price, but a unique demon horse that nobody else besides the rare few other warlocks even has. Sounds good, but of course, there's a catch. A lengthy, lengthy catch. Obtaining the level 40 mount was easy enough. Talk to your warlock trainer, get a quest, do the quest. Players would head to Ratchet in Eastern Kalimdor, talk to an NPC, and get your horsey. Honestly, the biggest danger here was if you were on a PvP server, and if playing Alliance, forced to venture into the deepest of territory, and potentially spending significant time picking your corpse up off the ground over and over due to PvP ganking. This NPC was one of many that would often get camped back in the day, simply to ruin the lives of the opposite faction. But hey! Now you've got your own horse. Congrats! You saved 100 gold. Here's where things get trickier. Upon hitting level 60, your demon trainer would pop the quest Rage of Blood, which starts the beginning of the Dread Steed mount quest. I hope you brought your hiking boots because you need to go to Winterspring, a max level area, and kill enough owl beasts to get 30 samples of blood. How many superb owls is that? According to old forum posts, there was about a 21% drop chance for a single vial of blood among the three types of owl beasts. One player said they spent almost three hours doing this single step, killing 140 owl beasts in the, pr in the process. Don't tell PETA. After, you'd return to your trainer, only to be sent out yet again, this time to the Eastern Kingdoms and the Burning Steps yet another zone known for high-density mob packs and being a royal pain in the rear to even get into. Alliance can get there easily enough. Just walk from Stormwind. Horde players definitely get the short end of the stick here, though, with their best, safest route being the long walk from Undercity down to Arathi, across the Thanadol span, and past Dwarf territory into the northern part of the steppes. In other words, I hope you like walking and maybe find a nice podcast to listen to while you're doing it. So, you get to the steps, give the NPC some hot owl blood, only for him to turn around and say that he'll sell you a potion that should let you navigate a place called Shadowhold, all the way back in Fellwood. Which makes sense, as the next step involves going to this place, breaking into an area called Jadenar, all so you can find the means to open a portal to the dark dimension of Zoroth, home of many demons and the famed Dreadsteeds. This means getting through an underground dungeon to find a dreadlord named Lord Bane Hollow, who is more than willing to sell you some of the materials needed for your dark ritual. Just as long as you do him one small, tiny favor. Just go pluck out the heart of his enemies and bring it back to him. No big. And while the traitor Ulithek is the same area as you, it involves yet more backtracking and shadowy potion chugging. Do your best Phantom Thieves impersonation, steal some hearts, bring it back to the Dreadlord. In exchange, you can now buy some Zorothian Stardust for the low, low price of... Um... 150 gold. Hey, I, I mean, it's, it's a level 60 mount. Keep that in mind. 
grab some forgotten Cody Rhodes gimmick, and start marching back to the burning steps. While you do that, I shall begin to develop a taste for freeform jazz. Okay, SpongeBob, you're ready! The next phase of the questline is, sadly, all about the auction house and acquiring more materials for your ritual. This is the part where the ease of which you complete the quest depends wholly on your ability to get the materials needed. Folks on bigger servers or with guilds probably had easier times doing this than schmucks like me that played solo. On a 32k modem. On an HP computer bought at Walmart in no particular order, you would need the following materials for the quest. 25 dark iron ore. I love mining. 6 large brilliant shards. Shiny. 35 black dragon scales. Hope you like killing dragons, loser. 10 elixirs of shadow power. Wow, that's evil. 30 ghost mushrooms. Now legal in Oregon. 3 arcanite bars. 3 thorium bars. And, of course, all the gold needed to actually buy this stuff. Doing so for these three quests will net you three unique reagents for the ritual, which luckily are able to be used on behalf of other warlocks in order to start the quest. Yay! So, if you happen to know a warlock or three that have already done this, then you could just skip the step. Or they'll tell you that trickle-down economics is a thing, and that you won't appreciate your mount if you don't earn it all yourself, and tell you to get bent, nerd. It's the American way. So, you've got your reagents. The bell, the boot, the ball, and the bow. Wait, no, those are shapes that Chicken McNuggets come in. You're using a bell, a wheel, a candle, and some of that black dust. But not before yet another detour, this time to Scullamance in Western Plaguelands, to use an item called Imp in a Jar. How do you do it? Step one, cut a hole in the jar. Step two, you put the imp in that jar. Step three, make her open the box. And that's the way you do it. You'll get some parchment for your trouble that is in the form of Zarathian glyphs. And as you head back to Burning Steps for the actually totally final step of the quest chain. Our friend in the steps now sells three more reagents needed for the ritual, which at this point is more loaded with additional ingredients than a Bon Appetit recipe made by Molly Baz but are important because the ritual in question is actually a horde mode fight in a dungeon, and each reagent activates an ability that will help your party win the day. Did I mention you need a party for this? Sorry. You also need to take a short hike out to Feralis, unlock Dire Mall by obtaining the Crescent Key, and go to the Emolthar Boss Room, which looks like a giant summoning circle. Huh. I wonder if that's important. Regardless, you'll need a dungeon group willing to take a bit of a detour and going off the beaten path of tanking and spanking the rest of the bosses. The ritual begins, and players must last six minutes while fighting off waves of normal and elite enemies, 
while also keeping the literal fires lit. The entire ritual fails if all three ritual power nodes turn off, which means you get to start over. Don't do that. Once all nine runes are active, the waves stop and players can catch their breath and chug some mana and prepare, because once you're ready, you'll use the glyph to summon the spirit of your dreadsteed, as well as another dreadlord. They just keep coming up. Kill the horse. Kill the dreadlord. Capture the ghost of your horse in the glyph, and boom, you got a stew, baby. Or a level 60 epic mount. Same thing. And all it took was every waking hour of your time and all of your money. Congratulations! Join us next time for the next mini installment of the series, in which we'll make some Highlander references, spin right round baby right round like a record baby, and go on yet another long, winding quest to unlock the warrior's berserker stance and some sweet, sweet weapons. Like what you heard? Then please, please, please... Leave us a review, either on Apple Podcasts, or join us over at our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Azeroth Podcast, where you can also leave a review under the tab that says Reviews. A special shout out also to the podcast's very first patron, friend of the show, Brooke Wright. Thank you for subscribing, and thank you for your constant support. Take care. Happy holidays. Enjoy your Christmas. Don't forget to do your WoW Christmas quests. And have a good one. First, puff out your chest. Now say tax exemption. Tax exemption. Now you must acquire a taste for... Okay, SpongeBob, you're ready.